Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. 1 John chapter 4 Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in Him, and He in us. He has given us of His Spirit, and we have seen and testify that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them, and they in God, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love, Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God, yet hates a brother or sister, is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command, anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. John starts out speaking again about the false prophets that are gone out and the the false spirit that operates in them. He writes, dear friends, do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they're from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So this testing of the spirits, he's talking about the spirits in operation through men and through women. Now, I've heard this test the spirits to see whether they're from God 
used in the context of, is someone demon-possessed? Because verse 2 says, this is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges Jesus Christ acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. So it goes like this. Those who claim that this is a test for demonic possession will say to the person that may have a demon, acknowledge that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. So that becomes a sort of litmus test. I've actually known people that believed this was an infallible litmus test in the scriptures to determine who has a demon. I don't believe personally that that's what this is speaking about. I think it's saying that we're to test what's coming out of a person in their teachings. If they acknowledge that Jesus Christ came as a man, This deals with the ancient heresy that Jesus received the Christ consciousness or some such thing, and he was just an ordinary man that he had received this Christ consciousness. But the scripture says here, Jesus Christ has come in the flesh from God. He came as a man from God, the whole package, the Son of God, incarnate through the Virgin Mary. He was not some guy wandering along the shores of the Sea of Galilee and this so-called Christ consciousness settled on him and he he became the Messiah. No, he was the Son of God from the beginning. He came from God. He was a real flesh and blood human being. He was not a spirit. And so what John is saying here, I believe, is that the false prophets claim other aspects of Jesus. They say he was not a normal human being. He was a spirit. He was not a man. Uh, He did not come from God. Something came from God and rested on him. There's an assortment of heresies. But John is indeed giving us a litmus test, but not for the demons. He's giving us a litmus test for the false prophets because he says specifically, this has to do with false prophets who've gone out into the world. So let's don't say things that are not Uh, what the scripture says. Now, having said all of that, I have indeed had the experience of dealing with people who, um, for all intents and purposes, were demonically affected, and they were totally unable to talk about Jesus. It was like their mouths seized up. And so I, I recognize how this can become kind of a distortion that people are not able to say certain things about Jesus. But I want you to think about this, friends. The world is full of heretical Christian cults and sects that talk about Jesus. They say the right things about Jesus, but they also say wrong things about Jesus. These are spirits that are not in operation in agreement with the Spirit of God. So it's not a universal test. People can say Jesus has come in the flesh uh, from God and can be demonized. They can be heretics and so forth. But this is a general test that you look for to see what they say about Jesus. When I'm evaluating a new religious group, I always go immediately to see what do they say about Jesus. Do they stick with the standard orthodox beliefs about Jesus, uh, that he was both God and man, he was born of a virgin, Uh, He lived a sinless life. He died a sacrificial atoning death. He was literally dead, buried, and raised from the dead on the third day. He literally ascended into heaven. He literally sits at the right hand of God the Father. These things are non-negotiables. So John is giving another non-negotiable here in that Jesus was a human being who was sent from God. He was a human being, God-man, part God, part man. John continues, This is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is in the world. The spirit of Antichrist claims that Jesus was not a man. The spirit of Antichrist um, says that Jesus was something other 
than the Messiah and the Son of God. The spirit of Antichrist is in opposition to Jesus being part of the Godhead, ultimately, and being the God-man who rescued us from our sins. God is greater than all of the spirits in this world, however, and uh, John writes, you, dear children, are from God, and you've overcome um, these Antichrist spirits, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. So we don't have to fear and worry about false prophets and false speakers and false preachers. We recognize that the Spirit of God is living in us, and the Lord will protect us. But we need to acknowledge what's written in the Bible and be aware of what the Word of God cautions us against. Now, John immediately moves into love. He is um, uh, the apostle of love. He's John the Beloved. He writes in verse 7, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. I love that expression. God is love. Love is not something God does. Love is part of who God is, and love is to be part of who we are. We live in a generation where people equate sexual intimacy with love. That is not a a biblical concept. It's a humanistic concept. You see occasionally, shouldn't people be free to love whoever they want to? What they mean is, shouldn't people be free to have sex with whoever they want to? Of course, people should be free to love one another, but that doesn't mean that you're free to have sex with people. I, for example, have a myriad of friends that I deeply love, but I don't have sex with all of those people. So uh, people in our generation have confused sex and love. But God is love, and godly love uh, expressed through human beings is part of who we are in Christ. Verse 9, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So the Bible doesn't express God's love through sexual intimacy. God's love is expressed through the atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ and Jesus coming into the world to interact with us and love us and be near us. God lives in us, and John goes on to speak of love living in us as as part of the example of that. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. And so this this evidence of love, this idea of loving God and loving our neighbor as ourselves, you may recall Jesus said, these are the two most important things in the Bible, to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself. He goes on in verse 15, if anyone acknowledged that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. Another test for the true versus the false. The cults will say that Jesus is something less than the Son of God. Some of the cults will say, yes, he's the Messiah, but he's not the Son of God. The Bible says if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. So obviously the converse of that is if someone says Jesus is not God's Son, they're not living in the faith. They're not part of the the kingdom of God. God is love and we're instructed to live in love. We're told that whoever lives in love lives in God, and God lives in them. And so, friends, uh, we want to just appeal to the Scriptures today. Finally, John says, perfect love drives out fear. He says, we love because he first loved us. Lord, we pray that we would be expressions of the love of Christ in this world. Lord, for those who are listening that are fearful, 
Your word says perfect love drives out fear. Please, Lord, manifest that perfect love in each of our hearts. Teach us what it means to love God and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Teach us what it means to love one another. Lord, we know that all love comes from you. We ask for a greater infusion of your love. Lord, we ask that we might love you and we might love those around us. We thank you for the loving expression you showed in sending your son to redeem us from our sins. Lord, teach us to love in the way that you approve in all ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.